Jim Joyce. We hey, missed, hey. we missed last week again, but uh, to a certain extent for a good reason because the Health Excel gathering was last week, and we actually saw each other live, which was amazing. In, in lovely in Barcelona. Barcelona, that's right. Barcelona. Even even though I didn't I didn't attend the full Health Excel gathering because Maureen and I actually decided to take a holiday for a week. What a concept! It was crazy. Feeling good. Rested, feeling, relaxed. Feel, well, but by the time the Thursday rolled around, we were disconnected somewhat. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, 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 it takes like it takes like a week to uh, you know to get into that mode, uh, and then. But anyway. Yeah. But what a place, Barcelona, for startups, and it's great to see Francesca, and you know what an absolute fantastic location. See why you moved there. No, absolutely. Yeah. Lots of peeps. We, uh, you know, got to catch up with uh, Lena, right? Um, Anish, yep. uh, who, who is a somewhat local. Um, anyway, many right. others. Awesome. Um, so today is going to be all about health coaching. We're going to be very, very, uh, so, finally, after, after 100, well, this is episode, what, 101 now. And we finally get to meet Ashley Honeycutt and talk about coaching. Yes, I'm excited. Welcome all, to the shot. Be- best name ever, Ashley Honeycutt. <laughs> That's why I married my husband. I just wanted the last name. <laughs> Th- That's that is awesome. not why Marina you- married me, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> That's Vanessa. Oh. Pleasure to meet you, Ashley. It, like Eugene has, has said phenomenal things about Aww, you. Oh, that's very sweet. Don't believe the stories he tells. <laughs> well, you you can tell your own story, right? So that's I that's can. the beauty of this. Um, so first of all, Jim, yes. Ashley, Ashley, Jim. Um, uh, nice to meet you. Fu- meet you. Fu- funny enough, Jim, Ashley was saying that, you know, before she came to your coach, she binged a bit on, on the shot. So. Okay. Any advice? You know. <laughs> Any advice? <laughs> No, I think it's great. I love the idea. It was fun to go back and watch them. I felt like I learned a lot. And of course, I was trying to scope out your coach and Eugene a little bit. So it gave me a good feel of things. But very interesting. I wish I had known about it before and could binge watch it a little bit longer. I'm still making my way. This is what we call our weekly disclosure. We just go and talk for a little while. So there's no way. But anyway, the usual, you know, for our millions of listeners and viewers, uh, Ashley, tell us a little bit about yourself and the background and how you got to health coaching. It all started on the brisk February morning back in the 1980s. No, I'm just kidding. I'll save you all that. (laughs) Um, (laughs) No, I started out as an educator in school. I actually started school to go to law school. I thought I wanted to be an attorney, a corporate attorney, and got in and realized that I just really liked hanging out with kids. I liked education. Um, I wanted to make a difference with people and that made a lot of sense to me. So I changed, went into education, started teaching kindergarten and then eventually elementary and then into junior high, which is, you know, the scary age, but I loved it. The the kids that age are delightfully sarcastic and you can go (laughs) have witty banter and a lot of fun. So I enjoyed that a whole lot. Um, Came time for my kids to go to school and I wasn't ready to send them. So I had the paperwork for my daughter in my hands for kindergarten and couldn't fill it out and just kept delaying and delaying. And my husband was like, just keep her home for kindergarten. You're a teacher, teacher for kindergarten. And, you know, we'll see what happens. You can 
send her to first grade. I kept her home. She's in high school now. Never sent her. We've homeschooled the whole way. Absolutely wow. love it. Wow. Um, wouldn't change it for anything. <laughs> but this is where the health coaching piece comes in, right? I was at home, young kids who snack and eat all day. I was busy taking care of them. My needs and my health took a back seat. So it just started to see things I didn't feel was good. Um, you know, I just, I wasn't being the mom I wanted to be, the wife I wanted to be. It was affecting who I was as a person. And so I ended up finding CrossFit, which I fell in love with. Um, awesome community, loved the workouts and the challenge, got hooked up with a health coach through, through that process, decided I really loved it. My passion's always been helping people. And now it was transitioning from kids to adults. So I started doing some coaching there. Um, got to keep still teach CrossFit kids, which was cool to keep that connection, but taught adults as well. And then got into the health coaching, learned a little bit more, got a job as a full-time health coach from home when we moved out a little bit more rurally. And that was really neat. Gained a ton of experience there and thought, you know what, this changed who I am as a person, made me that better wife, the better mom, better friend. And I want other people to experience that. So that kind of drove me to get into it full-time. Wow. And, but where were you? Give me locations. So I am outside of Houston, Texas. Ooh, okay, very yeah. good. And that's and then, and that's where you taught in school and everything. That's where you taught in kindergarten and junior high school. Yep, it is. I had okay. a quick foray for college in Nashville, but mostly born and raised here. Yeah, it's funny. I had the exact opposite experience. As soon as we had our first child, and we were bringing both my wife and I were working, and we walked into the daycare you know, at a very young age. And she's the, the, the woman was fantastic and just started describing all the educational capacities that they were going to teach the child. And we just handed them over as soon as we could. You're much better. My, my girls now 18 and 20 make fun of me because, you know, in my nephews, nieces, you know, they're little, I just don't know what to do with them. I kind of like pet them like, okay, you know, like 30, 30 seconds and I'm kind of done. Generally speaking, I I don't know what to do. So it's, it's, amazing kudos for and 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 that actually speaks for patience right as well right um yeah you need to have a lot of patience which i personally don't um <laughs> but um it's patience so much as just curiosity right like kids are right. naturally so curious and when you have the time and the breath to be curious with them it's right. not so much patience it's just following the little rabbit trails and having the time to do it yeah and so okay so i have loads of questions but one like a kindergartner for a junior high school like what's going on there how do you bridge that <laughs> wait wait um, before, can you, before you answer that can marina told me to say what question would you ask not me but jim if he was a first grader <laughs> right I, okay, I don't know what so this means but but i i, I was told <laughs> I to ask okay. okay so little teacher trick here So sometimes you get kids in your class that are super chatty and they just want to hang out with you all day long, which is great. But when you're in a class of 22, 26 kids, you don't have time to just sit and chat with one, right? So when I was in teaching elementary school, particularly kindergarten through third grade, a trick was when I wanted the kid to, you know, go off and think on their own a little bit and give me some space, I would ask them, what is your third favorite reptile? Ooh, my third favorite reptile. Oh, man. That would definitely That's shut really me cool. up. <laughs> yeah. So it's great though, right? Because kids are going, anybody can name their, their first favorite, right? Like that's right. an easy one. I could probably come up with the second yeah. one pretty easy, but a third one's tough. So they'll wander off and think about it. They'll ask other kids about theirs and kind of formulate the list. And it'll usually buy you a good 15, 20 minutes. That's awesome. <laughs> I was, I was at Iguana. 
I was at iguana. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> there you like go. I was still at a crocodile kind of thing. Like, okay, that's the first <laughs> thing that jumped to my mind, but I never thought of it. But back to Jim's question, because I'm also curious. Sorry, it was a little, uh, you know, offshoot. Yeah, of, yeah. No, of... ki- so kindergarten and junior high school, like, so what's going on there? Like, how do you tackle a kindergartner versus a junior high school person? Oh, so very, very different. Kindergartners are just getting into their educational flow, right? They're still learning how to tie their shoes. They still sometimes can't even go to the restroom by themselves. Like there's a lot of caretaking pieces that are still right. in kindergarten. Um, and obviously they can't read yet. So you're teaching them to read and that's a lot of elbow to elbow time. So it's a lot more sitting at the table, elbow to elbow, right? That's what I mean by right. that. Um, so it's a very different experience from junior high where they know how to read. They know how they learn best. They're capable of taking their own notes. And at this point, you're more trying to teach them how to think, right? I'm, I'm not telling you what to think anymore. I'm giving you all these different pieces of evidence and asking you to pull pieces out, defend your position. What are you... Um, pulling from this text. So it's a lot more of that higher level thinking, which is also great because we can cover all of the history stories that are super fun, but probably inappropriate for a kindergartner, right? So that's also, um, I really like junior high for that reason. We could talk about a lot and be a little witty and sarcastic. I also think like with the, you know, I would, I would think with junior high school um, kids, like, like there's, they become so different right like when you look at you know small kids that kind of look like each other and then as we get older we start to look really different (laughs) well in junior high we would talk about in junior high kids are trying on personalities like coats right like they're trying to figure Hmm. out who they are and so they're experimenting with a lot of different personalities which is why some people are like oh junior high is really tough right because you just don't know what you're going to get sometimes they're you know, pushing boundaries a little bit. They're trying to figure out where those lines are, but they really just want someone who cares. So as long as you're there and you're listening to them and you're talking to them and treating them like an individual, then you're going to get some respect back. And so trying to help them navigate those really difficult stages was really fun for me. And I think plays in really well to health coaching, right? I mean, at the end of the day, it's trying to help someone find their best self, whether it's through education or through health coaching. And, And why'd you join your coach? Oh, that's a good question and a fun one. So I, <laughs> it was Eugene's hair. That's what drew yep, me to that's it. it. I was like, man, I need his tips. <laughs> no, um, I did a lot of research on who they were as a company, what their core values were. When I talked to Eugene and I talked to Marina both, at the center of all of it was authenticity and integrity, which is huge with me. That's a very big core value of mine. So I wanted a company that aligned with that. And I wanted a company who wasn't afraid to step out and try something new. And I think that there's a lot of very new proprietary things that they've got in the pipeline and wanting to do. And I'm excited for that. Um, we can we can deal with a lot of different things, right? We can talk about mental health. We can talk about um, smoking cessation. We can talk about stress and sleep and you know how different soci- um, social determinants of health play in. So it's not just one one narrow thing. We've got a very broad variety of health coaching, and to me, that's really exciting. You know well what, what struck me? I, I actually remember. <laughs> I do remember our first person. And one of the questions I was asking is, "Talk to me about like quality versus efficiency." And I think Ashley's answer was like, "Yes and yes, right?" Like you, you, yeah. you know. Um, and and right. so we were obviously as a young company, as a young startup, we're we're looking for somebody who can think on their feet and you know, kind of agile around. And so uh, we're lucky to have you. And, and where do you, like, when I think about health coaching, just help me understand it. Cause I know we've talked about it a little bit on the podcast here, but not a ton. I know Eugene talks about it all the time um, outside, but like, 
just, you know, in my head, it runs to the, like we had someone on the, on the podcast that talked about just getting someone to move and to kind of, um, you know, reduce some calories, some basic health, you know, mm-hmm. care and self-care. And then you have like, you know, people on the other end of this, the extreme. So maybe describe like, what is health coaching in your mind? Like when you, if you were describing it to someone really quickly. Yeah. Health coaching is about helping people tap into their own individuality and strengths to reach their peak expression. So that looks different for everybody and only through sitting down with them and getting to know them and tapping into what makes them tick and what makes them them. Can we figure out where they're going and what it looks like to get there? Okay. Awesome. You know, you know what, what's amazing. And as, as I kind of I, I sort of joke around around it, right? I mean, I took the nine week well coaches class. Uh, just, I mean, I need to know something about it as a CEO in a company, right? Um, and this whole like non clinical psychotherapy, but actually, Ashley, I know we just had the whole discussion on like a psychotherapy almost versus health coaching, and I and I love what 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 we've sort of discussed around the difference. Maybe I, I can either pass it on to you or, or say it myself, but yeah. So it's, there's, we'll use a lot of the same modalities, right? We can all talk about motivational interviewing. We can tap into trans theoretical model of change, all of that kind of stuff. So that, those pieces are the same, but where it gets different is recognizing where health coaching stops and where we would need to refer out for some deeper dives, right? With a therapist or a medical professional, whatever the case may be. So at the point where health coaching taps into the individual and where they want to go and they're driving the bus, you know, at the point where they feel like they're not capable of holding the wheel, then when in doubt, we refer it out, right? Like we'll tap into those other resources. So it's a really clear line for us to make sure we're staying within our scope and honoring the client too, because it wouldn't be right for us to talk about things that we're not um, professionally trained for. With with health coaching, is there, sorry, I live and breathe this all day long, so I, I'll just I'll just mute myself. Actually, no. so so we spend a lot of time talking about you know do new uh, digital health technology. You know, like I have a company that has a device. Um, you know, there's obviously a field of wearables and passive monitoring and apps and uh, you know all this technology out here. What do you see like as and I, I feel like health coaching as a profession is really you know you know, partly because your guys good work, it's kind of coming more into the limelight, but you know, is there a risk that the health coach just becomes a technology on boardist, <laughs> you know, you know, to all these different, you know, um, new fangled devices. Digital technology is a wonderful thing, right? Like there's so many uses for it. We can get and collect data But where health coaches really shine is digging into what does that data mean to that person? So we can have an app that reminds someone to take medicine or go to sleep on time, something like that. But at the base of it, there's some underlying reason why that's a challenge, right? So health coaches are going to dig into what is that? Is sleep caused because you're eating a super heavy meal late at night and your digestion is trying to, you know, rev up and take care of that and that disturbs your sleep cycle? Or is it you're worried about your to-do list? Like what is at the base of that? And health coaches help navigate that. And where we are right now, AI is still far behind the human touch on that. So I think health coaching can wrap around and use that data collected from all the technology, but it's going to enhance it and make it better. And you know, Jim, okay. it's something that we're 
not wrestling, but just, you know, as we're talking to uh, our B2B clients constantly, right? Um, there's always this concept of, well, health coaches, maybe, uh, you know, cheaper workforce and leverage them for exactly what you said as either nudgers or onboarders, et cetera. That's not coaching, right? There are companies out hmm. there, we won't name, that do leverage coaches for that, right? Um, but sure. that's not true coaching. So, and, that, and that's something that I think a lot of the education we need to do on the market, that there is a difference between psychotherapist and health coach, but very, as, as Ashley pointed out, very similar techniques. You know, I just wanted to add, Ashley, because uh, I think that this is something that I've heard. I, I want to say it was you, actually, uh, or somebody said... Um, that kind of psychotherapy and therapists are digging deeper in your past, right? Where health coaching is actually picking up from today onwards, right? Kind of what, yes. you know, so I, I love that differentiation because one is somewhat, you know, digging deeper and therefore, yeah. quote unquote, prescribing certain things. And I don't mean drugs, but, you know, kind of on, on some of that side. Um, and so I love yeah. that differentiation. To me, that like actually was a aha moment to a certain extent. Oh, good. Yay. I love when things I say resonate or click. <laughs> That's exciting. I heard yeah, that so from that, someone way smarter than me, so I'm not taking credit for that one. <laughs> so, so, so say that again. So you're, so it's like, it's taking you from now. It's like, you know, grab your, you know, where are you at right now and how do you move you forward versus historical? Yeah. So the way that I heard it is think of it like a number line um, for our really visual people or math sciencey people. So therapy is going to take you from that negative number back to zero, right? Health okay. coaching can take you from zero forward into the positive, right? So we're, we're moving forward from here. Okay, we've got all these things. We've brought up to present. Now, what do we do tomorrow? What do we do five years from now with that? Right. I, and, and what's the, like, if you were to break, if you think about the experiences you have had as a health coach, you know, um, what, like, break it down for me, like, of the transformative experiences you have where you've kind of just acted as someone maybe nudging or someone that cares towards giving real kind of insightful perspective that they couldn't have got, like, you know, give me a little color. Like do people sit on what side of the spectrum are they all over the place? I think you're going to find that differs a whole lot by one, what environment that health coach is operating in, because they're going to be bound by whatever corporation or company they're working with, or if they're own, in their own private practice, right? There's going to be different flavors in there of what a health coach is. They're right. all going to operate in scope, but it's going to be the difference between a nudger who says, oh, did you read your article today? Or um, right. how did this article resonate with you? Just asking these little questions that aren't really tapping into that person. Um, all the way into, you know, I had the pleasure of doing a lot of health coaching in person and, you know, live via Zoom. And I feel like that's where the magic happens, right? Because we can sit there and we can sit in those moments. We can ask questions and dive and silence is a beautiful thing, right? Sometimes just being able to sit and with someone as they're thinking and processing something is really valuable. But a story that kind of comes to my mind of a really transformative moment was actually with a dear friend of mine who had bariatric surgery, which was something that was needed medically and recommended for her. She went through the process and had it. But a lot of times these people, they have the surgery and they don't know what to do afterwards, mm. right? They're left with this very emotional state and not really sure what to do with all the pressure was getting up to that moment of surgery. And so then walking through 
all of those different emotions and behaviors and systems that led up to that point to where they needed the surgery, right? Because those don't go away the minute you have that. You still have to figure out how to restructure your life to be that healthier person that you want to be. And health coaches can sit in that moment. And I just remember sitting with her and tears coming down and going like, I thought this was the answer. I thought I was done. And then realizing that there was still so much work to do. And for me, it was great, you know, very fulfilling for me to be able to sit there with her through that and help her reorganize her life to be the person that she wanted to be so that all of that was for purpose, right? And it's been great for her. We're four years past it now and she's living a very healthy life and feeling really good and being the person that she wanted to be. And that's why we're in it, right? We want people to be able to develop those systems and those habits that are going to carry them for the rest of their life, not just get through this season or this moment. And, and what do health coaches need to know about like specific therapeutic areas or, you know, medications that people are on? How do you think about that? So it would be outside of our scope to give specific advice for any particular medication or any particular therapy that they're going through. But what we can do is we can lean on trusted resources, right? So we can look at um, the American College of Medicine, like looking at their side effects that may come and just helping that education piece, providing those resources if they're open to it, right? And letting them know about those, we can encourage them to sit down with us and we can make a list of all the side effects they're noticing to bring to their doctor and empower them to take control of their health journey. But we wouldn't sit there and say, you know, oh, okay, well, this side effect is normal. Here's how to deal with that, right? We're going we're gonna to tap into the medical professionals for that. But once we know those side effects are there, we can help them with their doctor's plan to work with them, work around them, overcome them, whatever the case may be. And, and Ashley, I'm just going to add to this and do correct me because at least that's, that's my understanding. I've never practiced, as you know. Um, you know, a, a, a health coach is a health coach is a health coach. To, you, to our earlier discussion around, you know, the techniques that are used. Now, because it's a human connection, right, um, you know, obviously understanding the underlying challenges that that individual has at a therapeutic or disease level, I think is important to understand it. And, and yeah. if you have some core knowledge, more from an empathetic perspective, kind of, you know, can you inside your head step into the shoes of that individual to a certain extent? I think that's the level that is important for these coaches to understand right the therapeutic area, but not from a medical clinical perspective. Correct. Yeah. And as health coaches get into their own niches, <laughs> do I get an A? a? Do I get an A? A plus, even with the gold Sweet. star in the corner. Sweet. <laughs> no, but as health coaches move into their niche that they're passionate about and working in, then they typically will have a broader sense of what resources are available that they can leverage and use. So in that sense, you know, they may have a not a deeper understanding, but um, maybe able to help and assist those clients in the education piece of it a little bit better if they're more familiar with that particular condition or niche. That's awesome. That's awesome. And okay. So, and then just health coaching. So it feels to me like, like I totally want to take the course, like the nine week course, you know, you should. Um, yeah. And, but like, how does someone become a health coach? Oh, that's a tricky question because there's no one path. Um, I, I, it's tough because I think we're still in a place where health coaching is not regulated 
in a sense that anybody can say they're a health coach, right? So there's going to be a broad definition of what that is from someone who may be affiliated with an MLM style company, or who may just have an interest in nutrition and open up their health coaching to what we kind of consider is more of the gold standard now as we're moving into kind of defining that. And that would be someone who has taken a program that's recognized by the National Board of Health and Wellness Coaches and then is seeking that NBHWC certification. They can sit for that board exam. So there's this wide gamut in there. Anybody can technically be a health coach, but having that extra education leads a little bit more validity to the term, I think. Okay. And, and, you know, the crazy part is I, I think we're, we now are tracking over a hundred schools, undergrad, grad offering health coaching or, in, you know, uh, d- even degrees, health coaching degrees. Yep. Um, and then with a path to a national board certification as one, one of, yep. right. Um, and that actually, I think some, some of the early discussions that Marina and I had even kind of towards the end of 2019 uh, there's reimbursements coming. Um, and actually that's where the national board that kind of came in on the scene actually pretty early on 2012, I think they were originally formed. So if you think about it, it took them seven years to get to the American medical association, partner up there, mm-hmm. you know, issue those test codes. I mean, it was, you know, pretty intense and kudos to, uh, you know, Mar- Margaret Moore uh, initially kind of standing it up and, 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 and uh, Leanne and Nicole and many others at the national board that are driving this now. So. And, and, and critical question, do you, do you like uh, Barcelona? Are Have they invited you to Barcelona? Not yet, <laughs> uh, but, but I think this is a great opportunity to talk about what I really need to go. I've told them I volunteer to carry their luggage around. Um, <laughs> I make a really good water bear. Like I can be the water girl, whatever they need. I'm happy. Okay. It's a lovely city. It's a lovely city. (laughs) Thanks. Thanks for that one, Jim. You know, that's in the plans. We're, we're, uh, you know, we're, we're actually picking a spot, uh, you know, to have kind of a all hands on, on, on deck team gathering now things that are somewhat opened up and as we're gearing into our next financing round. So that would be that would be notice the next financing round <laughs> yeah yeah well i think like working for a company based out of barcelona you're going to try to find out a way even if you go on vacation and you know swing by we were just there with the health excel event last week and we were talking about it before it's great what a city like, i think that's good for the soul that'd be good for the health coaching you know kind of yeah, <laughs> apparatus yeah. Too. Yeah. put too much pressure on you eugene <laughs> <laughs> No, okay. stay been on our list. I love to travel. It's been on there. We haven't made it yet, though. Soon. Awesome. Well, so we hit it. Yeah. So, Jim, <laughs> your 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 famous question of the day. Okay. So imagine yourself um, running into this incredibly dynamic uh, uh, former teacher that decided to homeschool her children and develop a career in in health coaching and you came up with this business idea that was transformative. It was a combination of real-time monitoring and integrating AI with human health coaching. It's just this phenomenal uh, piece of technology. And you're talking to that young budding entrepreneur. What advice would you give her? I think I would have to go with perfection doesn't exist and don't be the smartest person in the room. I think in our 20s, a lot of us, myself included, 
we want to appear like we've got it all together. We have all of the answers. And I think now that I've been well in my you know, 30s, 40s, creeping there, um, I've learned that being curious and asking questions and connection comes from acknowledging what you don't know. And that's okay. That brings a certain authenticity. It allows you to open up and learn more to get more accomplished. And don't be afraid of trying because it's not perfect. To me, they, they go together, right? But perfectionism is a tough thing. And I think a lot of us struggle with it. And we live in the age of Pinterest and social media where we feel that pressure to do those things. But sometimes you just got to get out there and try. And it's okay to fail because you learn from it. And you pick yourself up and you do it again and you do it better the next time. Love Done it. is better than perfect. Love it. Love it. Yeah, I've never, I've never, I've never been close to perfection or the smartest person in the room. So I've, I've, I've had a, as a model in life. Achievement <laughs> unlocked. Foreign concepts to Jim Joyce. No. <laughs> I've never aspired for that. You know, amazing. <laughs> but that's great no, advice. I, great advice. Ashley, thanks for making the time, and uh, we'll see you hopefully soon in Barcelona. But maybe we'll come to Texas first. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Fantastic to hear. I'm totally inspired. Um, I'm waiting for my health coaching. I'm, Eugene's been promising me for a while. So I'm looking yes, to be on the right it's path. It's coming. It's coming. It's coming. It's coming. Awesome. Awesome. So awesome. The, well, thank you guys so much. This was a lot of fun. Ab- absolutely. You. Hit subscribe, pass it on. See you next week. <laughs>